You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? Welcome back to the Locked On Rams podcast. It is your boy, your host as always, Sosa Cremendez, a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just before we dive into this special episode today, I wanted to remind you guys that winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked on Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked on Fantasy Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And now that that's aside, we're going to dive into this special episode. And I know I say that a lot here, especially on Wednesdays. But I swear, this one is legitimately special, all right? Not only is my guy Brad Motter on the other line here, but we have the official, however you want to call it, the release, the unveiling of the Rams' new alternate uniform. And I'm sure, you know, most of you guys that are listening have probably seen it by now because they did a big hoopla yesterday. And um, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys are thrilled about that. So we're obviously going to spend a lot of this episode talking about that ranking our favorite uniforms and diving into things that maybe we think they should tweak. And then in the final segment, we're going to continue with our schedule talk, moving on to week five. But before we get there, my man, Brad, they finally released these uniforms and we talked about it. I feel like maybe once or twice in the past few weeks, neither of us are big, you know, Jersey or uniform snobs or, you know, we don't really care. You know, we were never too invested in this thing here, but you know, even as somebody who, I guess wasn't all too invested. I don't really care that much. I would say they absolutely nailed this uniform. They hit it out of the park. If you guys haven't seen it, it's a classic slash updated version of the 99 greatest show on turf throwback look, the white one. And it's pretty much, you know, the same. It's a majority predominantly white uniform, a blue horn on the shoulders, and obviously a yellow sleeve as well. So it's a very similar look to that 99 classic uniform, but a little bit updated with obviously certain tweaks that are going to match the you know current uniform. But my man, Brad, I know you've seen it by now. We talked about it. Why don't you share your initial thoughts? Because for me, this one is a home run. Yeah, I think you're right. Right. I think they nailed it. And again, I'm not a huge Jersey connoisseur. I just I, I'm wins lost, baby. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do like it. It's the clean white compared to the bone white, which I think it's weird because I didn't like the bone right when it came out and it grew on me. And now I've got an official white um, to go with. And, and then seeing obviously with all these New Jersey numbers and kind of building some excitement, Stafford in the building, like it really has to help some of the Jersey sales and kind of the nod back to the past with kind of this uh, new form twist. I like the yellow pants with it. I think that hits it uh, hard with the white top. Still not totally in love with like the, ultra shiny numbers but that's part of the new look so just part of something you got to get used to and i remember hearing one of the nike guys talk about the numbers and how under the lights and the reflection and picking it up on tv and so it's it's deeper than me just liking the shininess of it but um i actually i I do like it and it will be one of those things where i think it's going to be good to see all the fans out there in the white jerseys i'm wondering with like if you're looking at the crowd kind of from a distance and you see a bunch of the bone mixed in with the white. Do you just think the guys with mm-hmm. the bone jerseys have like, uh, that's like the dirty, dirty, the dirty kid. Yeah. Like that just, <laughs> you know, or like, what, like, did you mix it with one of your, your colors or, you know, whatever to fade a bit. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, it, it's, I, I 
they didn't mess it up. That's the one good thing. And really, honestly, kind of, and we'll talk about kind of, you know, as you mentioned, kind of our favorite jerseys, but, you know, kind of interesting on the progress in which they released these. And obviously they've had all these mock-ups for a while now, right? And they really could have picked and choose what were going to be the first three released versus what were going to be the alternate ones. They got another alternate coming next year and, and you've got some stuff to drop about how they can really, you know, wiggle around those. But it is interesting to see that they, you know, they've got two blue ones now and two white ones at this point. They've got a mixture of pant colors. And, um, you know, I thought maybe they would have leaned into this white one earlier, but all good in my book, man. I think they're going to look and just seeing some of the pictures and some of the media that they put out. Um, it's looked really good. The one thing I will say is for all the hoopla and all the interest in this, um, I just was randomly checking my personal email that I check like once a day, maybe. And it was just like an email from the Rams saying, uh, new unis are revealed. And I'm like, that was it. Like you have this so much interest, you know, everyone hang at the tip of the tongue for anything of like, give me something about this. And it was like, Oh, let's just time out a tweet and an Instagram and a, and an email. Like I I thought you could have done more with it from a PR side with how invested your fan base is in this, that you could have, really rolled out a whole uh, campaign where, you know, you had a countdown and you had people interests and, you know, it was probably one of the more easier to maybe say like, this one will be liked by all. And you just Mm kind of were like, ah, it's, Oh, it's up. And that, that was the big surprise for me is that, that they didn't lean into how big of a deal the fan base cares about it. Yeah. And you talked about it, right. Is this is something that they didn't mess up. Obviously, like we knew that, the majority of the fan base wanted that classic look to come back. And, you know, for years, people were arguing that they shouldn't even have new uniforms. They should right. just go back to the ones that they use in the greater show on turf days. And this is pretty much that. Obviously, you know, you mentioned there's a little bit of a change with the rubbery looking like numbers, I guess you can call it. I don't even know what you want to call it. They're a little bit, you know, rubbery looking or a little bit glossy, I guess. Um, and I actually like it. I think it's kind of a new dimension to the jersey but you know there's obviously few other tweaks as well like the little rams badge on the front that they have on the current jerseys and the little name tag or whatever you want to call it with the little logo on the back on the collar which i think is a nice touch so it's a nice mix of you know that 99 classic that everyone loves that most people would probably say is the best uniform in the nfl i think it is too and this current you know, little few touches and tweaks here and there. So I personally love it. I don't think you can go wrong with that classic jersey. And this one looks really good. And then I forgot to mention also with this alternate, they get to wear it three times this season and they've already selected which games they're going to wear it in. And I guess we can share that right here because in week one, they're going to open up in SoFi Stadium on Sunday night football against the Chicago Bears wearing these beautiful uniforms. So that's going to be sweet to see. I mean, It's going to be all eyes on the Rams, and it's going to look great for the first time in a full stadium on Sunday Night Football. My man Chris Collinsworth, Al Michaels calling the game. That is going to be sweet. The other two games, and one of these is very, very interesting. I said the Rams were slick as hell for this one. Week 9 against the Tennessee Titans, and the importance of that one is, if you guys recall, the last time that the Rams wore these against the Titans, or I shouldn't say the last time, but one of the times that they wore them, the Super Bowl nice. in 1999, 2000, however you want to phrase it, they wore these uniforms. So that is very, very interesting. I thought that was very, very slick of the Rams. Once again, wear them against the Titans. That's going to be awesome to see. And then the final game, week 10, right after that one against the Titans, against the 49ers. And as we know, the 49ers also got some new, or I guess you can call it old throwback, modernized version of their uniforms, which look great too. So 
you guys probably don't want to hear that. You know, I know a lot of Rams fans don't exactly love the 49ers. So maybe we'll say they're ugly, but you know, they're actually pretty nice. But <laughs> I think we both like these a lot. And that's why we're going to spend the next segment diving into, you know, is there anything that maybe we would change in particular or how we would rank these uniforms? And there's also one more tidbit that I do want to share because the Rams could ultimately make this jersey into their actual new away look, giving them more options as opposed to just wearing these three times a season. So we're going to dive into that loophole and how they can ultimately utilize that going forward into the future seasons. But while we've got you here, make sure to keep connecting with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QB's MVP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Locked on Rams. Guys, if you are into betting, I urge you to check out Bet Online. That is one of our sponsors for today and one of the companies that we love to work with. If you like to watch sports, you talk about the MLB, NBA, NHL, all these different sports, the UFC, MMA, Bet Online has you covered. They have literally everything you can imagine. And as we all know, you know, some of the sports just wrapped up the Euro Cup, the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup, but the NBA playoffs are still in tow and the MLB season is obviously still strong. So if you guys want to make some bets, I urge you go check them out. It's super simple. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. You can go on your laptop or mobile device and check out all their great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. All you have to do is go to betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment here at the Locked On Rams podcast. This is your Wednesday special uniform reveal episode here at the Locked On Rams pod. And I know a lot of you guys have been waiting patiently for such a long time to finally see this alternate uniform. And not just that, but I know a lot of you guys have been hoping and praying that Kevin Demoff and the Rams were going to give you something not too modernized, something that was going to obviously give an ode to the old Rams. And that's exactly what you got here with this classic modernized version of the 99 greatest show on turf uniforms here. So now the Rams off the top of my head, I mean, I'm starting to lose count because it feels like there's a million different uniform combinations and so many different jerseys at this point. It's so hard for me to keep up. But I think there's three off the top of my head. And correct me if I'm wrong. There's obviously the blue one, the majority blue one. There's going to be the bone white one. And now this purely clean white one. Is that correct, Brad? Yeah. And then you got the blue top yellow pants is the fourth, okay. the fourth jersey. I've got the, by the way, Robert Woods looks awesome in this, oh my this like mock-up drawing of him with his head down, kind of flexing in the uniforms. They switched it up to number two. Uh, like you told me before we started, they had him at his old number and now they've updated it, but he just looks like a badass in this. And yeah, it's kind of, kind of crazy as you start to, you know, we talked about this a little off air, but seeing these four jerseys lined up together, you almost feel like you've got a chance to predict the fifth one, unless they do something wild. And we talked about an all black Jersey or something like that, but they've got two blue tops, two white tops. They've used the yellow pants twice. They've got blue and white pants only used once. So I feel like there's a yellow top coming because there's nowhere else to go color-wise. And then it's either yellow top with white pants or yellow top with blue (laughs) pants. That's kind of really all they're left with unless they're doing an all-yellow uniform or they go off the Richter like we would probably embrace a little bit and do some weird black jersey or... I don't even know some throwback throughout the whole history of the Rams where there's maybe some wild Jersey there, but um, the progression of it has really kind of, you know, it, it makes sense when you see all four of them put together and, you know, I know you kind of said kind of ranking them. So I'll just kind of keep spitting here while I'm talking. And I still love the blue and yellow. 
blue top, yellow pants. I, I really do like this white and yellow pants. So it's like, I feel like the two ones I really like are with the yellow pants. I don't know. I just feel like that pops. I saw some, some online uh, dislike for the color of the yellow saying it was a little too highlighter ish, not as much as the old, but again, we got to remember like, this is part of the new era of it, right? That's where I guess I'm telling myself, I didn't like the numbers and people are going, it's the new part. You got to just embrace it, but they weren't Mm -hmm. going for that yellow. They wanted a little bit different. I don't mind. Like I went to a high school, we had orange as our color and we got new jerseys one year on a basketball team. And we went like orange, orange. And it was like, I rather be out there in your face with it. So don't mind the highlighter. Um, and then I'd probably say the bone jerseys are my third and the all blue are probably my least favorite. Um, it's a slick look, but, uh, just seems like, you know, you had one paintbrush and you're like, yeah, blue, like, and it just, I don't know, like it, it does pop the yellow a little bit, but, um, and the other thing I'm noticing is on the numbers on the blue tops, uh, they have the gradient look in the number and on the white tops or the bone tops, it's just more of a solid blue. So each of them have their own kind of uniqueness to them. All I know is Robert Woods looks good in all of them, and I can't wait to see him rolling around, uh, scoring touchdowns, whether it's via running or catching or whatever he's doing, blocking, running people over in a number two in any one of these jerseys. is going to look slick out there. Yeah, I absolutely love it. It's so hard to rank because they've worn so many combinations. Off the top of my head from last year, what I can remember they went blue tops, blue bottoms, blue tops, yellow bottoms, bone on bone, bone on yellow, bone on blue. Yeah. And now they're going to introduce this new white top, which you could probably wear with yellow pants. I think that would look the best. Maybe with blue pants. Hell, maybe it might even look decent with bone pants. I don't know. Probably not the way you want to go, though. I think they're going to stick to a yellow pant white top. I'm not 100% certain, though, because all they've done is mix and match so far. And I kind of like all of them to some degree. The only one I really, really don't like is the blue top, blue bottoms, like you mentioned, the one paint stroke brush. I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. It just doesn't look good. I don't like that color at all. In terms of my favorites, I would probably say, like you said as well, the blue top, the yellow bottoms, those are like that classic other greatest show on turf type of look that's a little bit modernized. And we haven't seen these white ones, these new ones, obviously on the field yet. But man, I think these ones are going to be super, super clean because the Rams did release a lot of pictures as well of the players actually modeling these uniforms in what they're going to look like in real life, not obviously on the field, but man, they look good. I'm just going to say that they look really, really good. And I wouldn't be one bit surprised if these are ultimately my favorite jersey, you know, when they finally step on the field and we actually get to see what they look like under the lights and things like that. So I would say my favorites probably blue top yellow bottoms white top yellow bottoms man it's confusing to get through all of this. i know i know um, i was cheating i, I had it like, in front of me i was cheating a little bit but yeah off the top, yeah. top of your head it's like what what yeah dude there's just so many it's hard to keep up at this point i also like the bones though i think there's a good use for those as well and that's what's going to be interesting about this is because jordan rodrigo of the athletic and rich hammond they obviously have their podcast we've talked about it here many times they had Kevin Demoff on their podcast, and I actually didn't get to listen to it. But, you know, I've heard from some people that have listened to it that the Rams are now going to potentially have a chance to change their orders of these jerseys. So basically, the home right now is obviously the blue top and whatever bottoms, and the away is currently the bone one. And now this new one is going to be the alternate look, and the alternate look they can only wear three times per season. So now that's going to be what they're locked into. But in a year's time or in two years' time, Kevin Demoff said they may consider, you know, switching things around. And if they ultimately find out that fans maybe like this white top, 
the most and want this as the new away jersey, the Rams could ultimately slide that into the away slot, making these bone uniforms a little bit more specialty and moving those into the alternate slot, which I guess would mean the Rams could wear the white tops with whatever bottoms, theoretically speaking, for you know eight or nine games in a year, and then the bone ones only three times a season. So there's a lot of loopholes when it comes to this uniform stuff. Honestly, it makes my head hurt because yeah, it's like yeah. there's so many different rules. You got these damn helmet rules, too, that we haven't even mentioned. You can't wear this helmet. You can't do this. You can't do that. And now the Rams are going to throw in another wrench in the equation, introducing whatever the hell is going to come next year with their final alternate uniform. So it's like, I don't know what's going on. All I, don't I know, know what their plan is. All I know what? is their, their plan is just to do ching 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 like mm-hmm. this is a this is a fan base that wants uniforms okay we're gonna give you 40 different options we're gonna put yep. a bunch of different uniforms up there and uh for those people that had old robert woods jerseys or cooper cup jerseys or some of these old numbers that i have an old white cooper cup jersey with his old number in my closet somewhere i think it's even unopened and i'm like this is like vintage <laughs> as it gets like old number old colors unworn i just need to get him to sign it or something but and put it in a frame but uh yeah it's it's uh for those people i've seen some people on twitter posting like i've already gone down to the sofi shop and gotten the uni so like shout out to those people that are in la and are committed to getting it i know fanatics and some of the other sites had limited people up there and some people were trying to find you know how do we get um you know jalen ramsey i don't know if they're just kind of trickling them in or how the sales process i know when they first released all this the biggest problem next was like, hey, how do I get my stinking jersey? Because it was right during mm-hmm. some of this COVID stuff and like the manufacturing was behind. So let's see how that next wave goes. Because I think the biggest thing is now getting it into our fan base. So when the Bears season opener happens, that we actually have people in the jersey in the stands other than maybe three players, Stafford, Aaron Donald, and <laughs> can't remember who the other one was. Maybe Cam Akers was the other one that people were seeing a lot of. So hopefully that they, we can get them into the fans. But if you went down to SoFi and got a, a jersey already, props to you for being a way better fan than I am because, you know, I, I'm still like going, eh, I don't know if I'm ready to buy a jersey. I don't trust these players enough with switching switching numbers. I know they're, they should be done by now, but – now this Jersey game always gets me questioning. Most definitely. I know I, last year they had a lot of issues, you know, like you said, trying to get jerseys shipped out and all that kind of stuff. And I know a lot of fans have to wait a long time, obviously limited selections, things like that. So hopefully, you know, by the time week one rolls around, there's still a lot of time here. I want to say, you know, upwards of seven, maybe eight weeks, nine weeks, maybe you guys can get your jerseys on time, get these shined and polished and ready to go on Sunday night football to open up SoFi Stadium for the first time against the Chicago Bears. That would look pristine. I feel like that would look tremendous in a massive, massive crowd supporting the Rams. But that does take us into our final segment where we're going to dive into the Rams schedule breakdown. We're going to continue on with breaking these teams down one by one, taking us into week five for the Los Angeles Rams first matchup against the divisional rival Seattle Seahawks. And while we've got you here at the Lockdown Rams podcast, make sure to check back in later this week when we break down the offensive line for the positional training camp preview. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't even start? You should check out rockauto.com for your service needs. This company is a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. I mean, 20 years. That's two decades. We know what the strange stuff we got going on in our world right now with COVID and everything like that and all the businesses struggling. 
it's of the utmost importance for us to try and support these family-owned businesses, which is why I urge you guys, you know, take a look at Rock Auto. If you're a do-it-yourselfer or a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check them out. All you have to do, just go to their website and check out all their available parts. It's a never-ending list, and I'm sure that if your car needs it, they've probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. The fitness industry, I feel like, is designated and created to confuse you and not really give you a sense of direction, but that is no longer the case here because I have went on a long weight loss journey, have lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half, three years, and I want to put you guys onto something, a company called The Built Bar. I'm telling you guys, If you're looking on the market for a protein bar that tastes great, that has an amazing texture and a bunch of different flavors, I mean so much variety, you can 100% design the box that you like with all the flavors that you desire, then you should absolutely check out Built Bar. They're absolutely delicious. They're low calories. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they even work for you if you are on a keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this Wednesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I'm your host, Sosa Kremenges, and I'm joined by my guy, Brad Motter, on the other line. And my man, Brad, we've got past the uniform talk. I feel like a lot of people probably clicked on this episode to hear our opinions on that. And uh, maybe they're going to click off by now, but I hope not. Hopefully, you guys are still listening because we're going to continue with this schedule breakdown series. We talked about it before the break, and we've kind of went through this pretty much every single week since we started this series. And so we're on to week five now. This is when the Rams, things are going to heat up for them. Their first Thursday night football game of the year, I believe it's also their only one because teams are only required to play one. But week four, they got a game against the Arizona Cardinals. We broke that down on the previous episode last week. And that game is a home game for the Rams. But this one is going to be their second divisional game against the Seahawks this time, not at home. This one is going to be on the road, and it's a quick turnaround like you mentioned last week for the Rams. You're going from playing one divisional rival on Sunday to having to travel and play another tough game against another good divisional rival just a few days later. So that's obviously going to be a very, very tough game for the Rams. Now, Obviously, the Rams played the Seahawks, you know, two, even three times a season sometimes. You go back to last year, the Rams' first time against the Seahawks last year came away with a nice victory, a score of 23-16. to That was in November. And then, as we know, the second game did not go so well for the Rams. It was a loss, 20-9 to for the Seahawks. And that one, if you don't recall, was that weird game where Jared Goff was scrambling out to the right, and he had maybe you could say his worst pass ever in his entire NFL career, that one where he tried to float it to, I think it was Robert Woods, and it was just horrible. I mean, it was in the red zone. It was picked off, obviously, Mm. and just a brutal pass. But as I mentioned, they don't typically play three times per season, but they did last year. And the Rams obviously played the Seahawks for a third time in the playoffs, in the wildcard round, on the road, facing the Seahawks in what was one of the weirdest games I think I can honestly remember in my life. The Rams go into this game benching their starting quarterback. Their starting quarterback has a broken hand for the most part. 
they lose their new starting quarterback like a series or two in. Jared Goff has to come into the game now. He can't <laughs> even hold a football, never mind throw it. I mean, half the passes are literally sailing five to ten yards above players' heads. And somehow the Rams still absolutely dominate the Seahawks and get out of there with a 30-20 to 20 victory and move on to the divisional round where they obviously ultimately lost to the Green Bay Packers. But, Brad, I mean, these two teams, they got a deep, deep history of playing each other two to three times per season for, you know, the better part of 10 to 15 years at this point. There is so much deep-rooted history between these two teams. Russell Wilson on the other side, Pete Carroll, the former USC guy. The Rams defense, who somehow find a way to always terrorize Russell Wilson, doesn't matter who the coach is. It could have been Jeff Fisher, whoever. And, you know, now it's going to be this new team with a new quarterback in Matthew Stafford that the Seattle Seahawks are not going to really know or have any experience against. So what intrigues you about this game when you think about it? And ultimately, you know, what do you think of this first contest between these two teams? I mean, everything intrigues me about this matchup. Yeah. And that's what's so fun about the NFC West, right? You can look when we get to the Niners, we're going we're gonna to say a lot of the same things, right? There's so many storylines. There's so much on the line early on in the season. Uh, looking back, you kind of went through some of the history of this, but McVay himself, uh, since we kind of talked about him and Shanahan and those records um, versus Pete Carroll, he's six and three. Uh, we split in 2017 under Sean McVay. We swept in 18. That was really fun when the, uh, the Rams did that one. And then in 2019, we split um, and 2020, we split. So the last two years we've split um, only having one year where we swept under Sean McVay in 18 and then that playoff when you just talked about, and really you got to give a lot of that to one, some toughness for Jared Goff, got to give him right. Not, not only mm-hmm. mental, but physical. He literally had, you know, banged up hand. He, he got benched in, you know, lack of a better term. Uh, they tried to not say it that way. Oh, we just don't know. Is his thumbs ready to go? Well, it, it was because he played five snaps later or whatever. Um, but he went out there and got it done. But the defense man in that game, I mean, D will that pick six, um, all the great stuff that we saw from, you know, that defense, uh, you know, getting us to the next round and kind of keeping that that season alive. But um, I think we're going to split. Like, I want to say we sweep it. And I really think that the Rams and the Seahawks are doing this thing where they're just going to it's going to be tough to sweep each other again. And and I don't see us getting sweeped by the Seahawks. That's for sure with their defense and an improved offense. Their schedule is pretty dang tough and that's one of their times they actually get to get back home um and i know you talked a little bit about you know kind of our schedule and i missed it if if you talked about theirs but they start at indianapolis tennessee at home to open the season at home and then they go at minnesota at san francisco a 305 game or i guess that's a 105 i keep forgetting my times different over here there's a 105 game on the west coast and then the rams come to town so they get to go back up get settled and the rams come in so uh, and then they go at Pittsburgh, New Orleans after that. They don't have a really easy game till week eight at Jacksonville or home versus Jacksonville, and they get their bye. So they're in a really tough stretch really early in the season where they need to win ball games against really good teams, including San Fran the week before. We get Arizona, they get San Fran. I like our uh, portion of that. Um, but I think the Rams do end up losing this game. And the reason for that is I think either we overlook Arizona and we get ourselves caught up in a much tougher game than we we may expect or we blow out Arizona and we come up on the road and and just that traveling short week and understanding that the Seahawks need to protect home field there uh not in a playoff picture at that point but just in the general sense of you know protecting home field and, and winning one at home so I think that one's going to be the tougher one out of the two uh the great thing is Thursday night football we get it out of the way 
Um, I can't wait to see Matt Stafford versus that defense. And a, a lot of people, I still have some good friends up in Seattle, and they keep talking like, oh, this is the best defense we've had since the Legion <laughs> of Boom, and this is going to be the year, and you know, all the news coming out there, right? Russell Wilson, we made him happy, even though yeah. he tried to leave. Like, he's happy now. He's, he's bought in, and you know, we're adding talent left gonna and right. going to throw the ball more. Yeah, exactly. And Chris Carson's got to be healthy. It's like, uh, I'll believe it when I see it, right? So um, they're going to be a good team. It's going to be a Thursday night, quick turnaround. I just don't like all the other factors. I will give them the slight nod. And at some point, I got to say the Rams lose. I told you they're not going undefeated on the season. Uh, I think this is going to be the first loss of the season for the Rams. I think they walk out of that going 4-1. And don't get me wrong. I'll be rooting the opposite way, and I won't be surprised if they do win that ball game. But I think that's I think it's going to be a close one. If you look at that history since McVay's gotten here, they've all been pretty close except for, I think, maybe one or two games that got out of hand. But um, I think this is going to be one of those close games, and Russell in the fourth quarter is just something that always scares the crap out of me. It, it might come down to our defense making a play. I mostly agree, and you know, there's a few reasons for that. So the first being you mentioned it, the week before against the Cardinals – that's probably going to be a tough game, right? It's probably going to go to the wire or close to it. And the Rams are going to now have to, you know, put that one behind them really, really quickly, you know, hit the road pretty much right away and go get ready for the Seahawks. And that quick turnaround is going to be tough. Then you talk about the fact that it's a Thursday night game on the road, not going to be easy, obviously against a good team against the Seahawks too. But there's two reasons why I think this one could not be, you know, maybe the best of interest for the Rams here is because one, this game isn't necessarily the most important. I mean, you always want to win your divisional games. We know that. But after this game, let's not you know put down any NFL teams here, but the Rams have somewhat of a cupcake schedule. I mean, we're right. talking about you go back home, you're playing the Giants, then you're playing you know the Lions, and then you're playing the Texans. Or Sorry, the first game against the Giants is on the road. But Giants, Lions, Texans, those next three games, I mean, those are very winnable. You have to be looking at the Rams as major, major positives or you know favorites in these games so even if they do drop that Seahawks game they got a very very good opportunity immediately thereafter to turn right around and go three and oh if things obviously work out and then the second part of that is while I think the Seahawks you know they're not going to sweep the Rams I don't think so either like you said I think it's probably going to be a split series like it almost always is this one is a little bit earlier in the season so I could see Maybe the Rams are not going to be at their best in terms of their offense just yet, you know, with the new quarterback and things like that, trying to get all that chemistry and all that good stuff down. I could see maybe the first month or so, and even this game, because it's such a short, you know, turnaround time, maybe things just get a little bit glitchy for them. And, you know, they just kind of got to work out some kinks there. But then at the second time, you know, they're not going to play the Seahawks until the fourth last game of the season. That comes in December 19th. I think they're going to be much more prepared for that one. At home, Matthew Stafford's going to be probably a lot more comfortable with his weapons in the offense and things like that. So I'm going to give this one to the Seahawks too. Like you said, though, I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Rams somehow show up because somehow the defense for the Rams, every time they play the Seahawks, they always put together their best performances. And I don't know if it's just you know because they know they're playing Russell Wilson and they have to bring a little bit more juice. I'm not sure what it is. I mean, the Rams somehow find a way to always game plan against these guys in such a good fashion. And that's not even exclusive to Sean McVay. I mean, you look at back in the day with Jeff Fisher, the Rams weren't that great, but they played the Seahawks tough every single time. And that's when they were pulling out those fake punt returns and all those weird things that Coach Bones was doing back in the day. So, you know, the Rams find a way to beat this team somehow more often than we expect. 
I'm going to go yeah. you know, on the same side of the spectrum as you, though. I don't think they're going to win this one. Yeah, and, and one of the things that always is that wild card is, and you mentioned it, how the Rams play the Seahawks so well, but not only play them so well, but they're one of the best teams in Seattle playing Seattle. And I'd actually mm-hmm. love to see like most wins uh, at that stadium in the past, whenever since it's open, right? And I guarantee you, obviously, the Rams, Niners, and Arizona have the advantage of of playing there once a year. But I guarantee you, the Rams are first on that list. Like they, McVay's got three wins up there, uh, so it's not like he doesn't know how to win up in Seattle. I mean, forever it was like, oh, that place is so hard to win. The, the Seahawks are, you know, at home, one of the loudest stadiums. Like, you know, kind of had one of those, you know, like really league known it's really tough to win up there and it just never seemed to you know rest in the head of of rams players and you said it even before mcveigh got here so that's the one thing is i do like their their ability to show us in the past history even recent and not so recent that they can go up seattle and get a win in a very tough environment but all things putting it together um i'm with you i think it's just going to be tough but i expect this to be a close game like we've seen in the past uh, this could be one of those uh and as much as i gave credit i know i'm jumping around here in my my own thoughts but as much <laughs> as i gave credit to russell wilson in the fourth quarter matt stafford has built a career doing the same thing before even russell was doing it so yeah. uh, it could go the other way uh and it should make for an awesome thursday night game and that's what you love about the nfl is they feels like they've put more effort into that thursday night occasionally we still get you know, some Jacksonville game versus, you Tennessee. know, I guess every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on Thursday night. And, and yeah. uh, weirdly, those might be a little bit more interesting this year, but um, you know, with Julio making the move and, and a new whole regime in, in Jacksonville, but mm-hmm. they've really put some effort into the Thursday night games and we get good ones like this and nothing better than having a primetime game for your own team in the middle of the week. You don't have to wait till Sunday. You get a couple games in a couple days and I'm all for it, and hopefully we pull it out, but we got to chalk it L up. So it sounds like we're both going with a loss in this one, huh? Yeah, unfortunately, I think that's just like you said. It's just so many hurdles for them to overcome. But even then, I think, like you said, too, it's going to be a close game. I mean, it's going to be a one-score game. I don't care which way it goes, even if the Rams win or if the Rams lose. I think it's going to be a one-score game. So you know these two teams know each other well. You know they play each other well. And whoever wins this one, I think is going to lose the next one. So, you know, you can split it any way you want. It's going to be a little bit of bragging rights, I guess, for a month or two. But at the end of the day, there's still a lot more games and a lot more on the table for both sides, even after this Thursday night contest. And obviously, like I mentioned for the Rams, things get a lot easier over the next three weeks after this game on Thursday night football. So maybe not as much on the table for them because they can really quickly bounce back and find their way back in good graces. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Rams podcast. My man, Brad, as always, I appreciate you for hopping on. To the listeners, we appreciate you guys, as always, for listening and making it to the end of the episode. Just a reminder, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at QBsMEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Lockdown Rams. Make sure to check back in here later this week for the Offensive Line Training Camp Positional Preview Series with our final piece of the offense before we dive into the defense. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.